Welcome to On Texas Football. I am Joe Cook. Today, I am joined by Justin Wells. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel to make sure you can get all the daily Texas football and Texas sports content that this channel provides constantly. Also, check out InsideTexas.com. You can get Inside Texas Plus access all the way until the beginning of the season for just $29.99. Great deal. Uh, you won't miss anything, whether it be winter recruiting with junior days coming up, spring ball, summer official visits, the lead up to camp. That's one of the best ways to get all that stuff. Make sure you check out that offer on InsideTexas.com. Today, we're talking high school all-star games. The two big ones, of course, are the Under Armour All-America game and the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Texas had a lot of participants at each one. Uh, on three was on the scene. We had inside Texas Jerry Hamilton there. I was in San Antonio for the past couple days. And Justin, you and I will be down there on Saturday to check out the festivities. But uh, the first one, obviously, the Under Armour All-American game. Uh, you had Team Phantom, who had Texas signee Cedric Baxter as one of the captains. He made sure that all his fellow future teammates were on his team uh, for the Under Armour All-America game. I thought that was pretty cool how, how he, he was able to kind of set that up. Um, and I think that's a, that should be a template for future All-Star game rosters. You know, it, let some of these kids pick their buddies that they're going to school with. Kind of adds the camaraderie. You know, these, these the games are pretty much secondary, in my opinion. The best part of these events are the practices. And you get to see who competes and who doesn't. You get to see who kind of separates themselves and who kind of just, you know, goes along with it. Um, to me, that's kind of the, the biggest uh, yardstick in, in regards to this. You know, you, you could if you asked about each guy in Orlando, you know, you would have something you would hear something positive from each. But if there was one guy that the, the majority were talking about, it was Jonte Cook. Uh, there were a couple practices where this kid just was unguardable. And so, you know, give Cedric Baxter some credit. Give Under Armour credit for, for kind of letting them uh, finagle it the way they did. But when you got guys, look, you know, Jeff Trailer said years ago, the best way to keep a recruiting class together is to have them grow together and, and get to know each other and, and talk and text and, and, and keep, keep tabs on each other and engaged on a regular basis. And that's what this Texas class did, I think, really well. They, they, they not only helped recruit others, but once you were in – you were you were part of that bond, and so Cedric Baxter doing a little leadershiping, you know, Jonte Cook doing a little bit of that. Uh, Sadir Mitchell had good practices, a decent game. Malik Muhammad actually made a few plays in the game. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things. You get if you get all those guys together, it just makes it for a better experience, and and especially if you're a Texas fan, it's got to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm, let's go back with Jonte Cook to start there. Um, he's a receiver who's on the precipice of being a five-star. Uh, you know, he's someone who very much fits that Steve Sarkeesian mold of, of wide receiver, a guy who he likes to get the ball in space, get the ball on the move, and, and let him go to work. And, yeah, uh, you know, this is where some of the best DBs in the country are, and Jonte was making plays all week. Um, you know, I think you mentioned some of the other names that are there, uh, Malik Muhammad, Sadir Mitchell, obviously, C.J. Baxter, uh, am I missing Derek Williams? Um, so let's kind of get to the interception. Yeah, so we'll get to the game real quick. Uh, low scoring affair, not a whole lot going on. I think it was 14 7 in that contest. Uh, and, and Cedric Baxter led from the front. 
Um, he scored a, you know, I think a 12, 11, 12 yard touchdown uh, to put Team Phantom, I think, uh, get the first score of the game. That was the first score of the game. Just yeah. kind of showed a little bit of everything that that's within his skill set. Uh, you know, good vision, uh, finding the hole, and then you know there wasn't a whole lot of defenders there, but he made sure that none of them were ever able to get close to him at his six foot foot one, you know, two hundred ten pound frame. Um, then the other one, the the real important one, uh, was Derek Williams, and of course the best part about that, if you're a Texas fan. Picked off Jackson Arnold, and Jackson Arnold had a really solid showing. Uh, you know, a five-star quarterback, I believe, who's going from Denton Geyer to Oklahoma. You know, it, of course, tip balls get caught, and a good job by Derek Williams there to you know get that interception and hopefully preview what a lot of Texas fans want to see within the coming years. Yeah, on one side where you had a ton of Longhorns, on the other side you had a handful of Sooners, uh, from Jackson Arnold to, to Peyton Bowen. Uh, they, they had a little group there as well. And, and, and those guys, you know, Guy played, you know, Jackson played well. But, yeah, Derek Williams, the Raptor, that, that's a tip drill interception. And, and that, that's a play. That's, that's what that position needs at Texas, Joe. They need a playmaker back there. I, I feel like they've got good safeties. They want that athletic guy that, that can really track and smack. And I think that's what Derek Williams will bring. Um, yeah, a lot, like I said, a lot of times the games become secondary because there's just not a whole lot there. There's just, you know, it's it's the rules are a little bit different. Um, it, it's got almost uh, remember the Pro Bowl. Do they still do the Pro Bowl? Uh, it's, I do remember. It's changed that way too much. Right. It's, it, it's been altered, you know, but it, it's kind of similar to old Pro Bowls is how they used to do it. And so it, it's always for fun. It's always to, um, you know, <laughs> these kids have earned that moment, but it's fun when they make plays. It really is, and and I loved. I, mean, I, I I'm a little I'm a little done with the turnover chain. I'm a little done with that, <laughs> but I like the way they had it set up in Orlando, where every time someone did something, especially like a turnover, you saw the entire half the team would run to the end zone, climb up in this big chair, put this big chain on. It, at some point, I think that's kind of silly at the college level, but let them have that fun at the college all-star game, you know, at the high school all-star. Let them have fun, and, and I think they did. And if you're a Texas fan, you you have to be – you have to feel really good because there was some talent on both sides of the ball. And the best part, those jokers are moving in quickly. Jonte Cook will be moving into San Jack today. And so that, to me, I think is the best takeaway. You know, if you go to, to On3, the, the director of scouting and rankings, Charles Power, uh, has an article that uh, talks about the top performers from the week for Under Armour. And although no, no Longhorn made the, the top 10, he did have some very good things to say about uh, both Jonte Cook um, and even uh, Cedric Baxter. When he's talking about Jonte, he said he consistently worked himself open throughout the week of practice. He was easily one of the top three route runners at the event with the ability to separate at multiple levels. Obviously, that's great. And then with Cedric Baxter said, looked like the top running back on hand in Tuesday's game, flashing his combination of burst and contact balance uh, scored on that nice run. So uh, also, Justin, I'll give you a chance to brag on your East Texas guys. Jalen Hale, the Alabama commit, number nine on uh, the top performers list. And even uh, uh, Jordan Renaud from, from Tyler. Uh, had some, uh, you know, said he got, was consistently steady throughout the week and also consistently disruptive. So uh, given your, I know they're not going to Texas, 
Um, I know that that breaks your heart just a little bit, uh, but still good for those guys to show out for the, the 903 area code while while down in Orlando. Um, also, you know, Malik Muhammad seemed to be making plays. What did you think of of him? And, uh, you know, I think he's an early enrollee as well. What are you looking forward to seeing from him once he gets to the 40 acres? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, his name's Malik Muhammad, but he goes by Manny. They call him Manny. And Manny is what you call a prototypical cornerback. 6'1", about 175, 180 pounds. He's actually gotten a little bit bigger over the last season. Um, just has a great frame, glides across the field, great feet. Uh, you know, he's that guy that, that, that you put on the island. Those guys are hard to find, Joe. And that's what Manning Muhammad's going to bring to Austin. He's, he's in a good situation, too, because he's coming in. I think if this was last year, there wouldn't be so much a pressure to start, but there'd be more pressure to play. This year, I don't think he has that. Uh, with, with the return of Ryan Watts, with the emergence of Terrence Brooks and with the signing of Gavin Holmes, I think that's going to allow Muhammad an opportunity to kind of work his way in. Uh, that's going to allow him to kind of, you know, get get a little bit more uh, used to the, the speed of the game. And, and I love that he's coming in early. Um, I will say, looking at his uh, on three profile, uh, that is some old info when it comes to height and weight. Uh, that, that looks like what he did in IMG two and a half years ago, just to be forward. Um, but no, Muhammad, every team needs a Manny Muhammad. You've got to have a guy that you can that you can throw in one corner of the defense, take off that side of the field if you want to be successful. And that's exactly what Muhammad brings. There's a reason Alabama kept coming at him late. There's a reason that Georgia and Michigan wanted to bring him on visits. This is a kid that, that can play in a lot of places, and I think Texas did a great job snagging him. Uh, I give him a little bit credit recruiting Anthony Hill as well. I think he was had some influence there, and a lot of those DFW kids did. There, there's a lot of connection and, 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 and closeness with those guys. And so Manny Muhammad is a kid that every class, if you, if you, want, a, if you want a top five class, you got to sign a Manny Muhammad. you got to get a number one corner, and that's exactly what he is. Glad you brought up the saving part. I was going to bring that up, but I think there's something else that you said about working him in next year. Um, he's probably not going to have to start. He could be talented enough to start for sure, right. but he's not going to to have to start um, because of guys like Austin Jordan, Gavin Holmes, Ryan Watts, uh, Terrence Brooks. Uh, you know, but with the you know departure of Jameer Johnson, uh, you know who knows what Texas is going to get from Xavion Bryce. It's still really early in his career, and he got some playing time this year, but. Uh, you know, he's a guy who, at least by the star rankings, is not as talented, not as highly ranked uh, as Malik Muhammad, Manny Muhammad. But you saw with Austin Jordan, you saw with Terrence Brooks, that guys can work themselves in early for the, you know, handful of series where Texas starts playing some second string guys, uh, you know, gives them basically a full series so some of the other guys can rest. That could be a, a role that Manny Muhammad fits into next year. Um, and that's pretty healthy for a defensive back. 
Uh, he's got some great uh, coverage uh, ability, and he's got some great coaches to help him help get the most out of him with that. So um, really going to be a great ad. That was one of the biggest recruiting battles that Texas had to have and, and fight through throughout the entire cycle. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty entertaining recruitment to follow as well. And good for him. He goes out a champion at, at South Oak Cliff. So anything else from, from Under Armour you want to mention? The one Texas target who was there uh, is Deuce Robinson, big tight end out of Pinnacle High School in Arizona, taking his uh, recruitment all the way to the second signing day. Texas seemingly battling Georgia and USC for that recruit, for that signature already two tight ends in the class with Spencer Shannon and Will Randall. But um, Steve Starkeesian talks a lot about how important tight end is in his offense. And uh, that'd be a really important tight end to have in the offense if they are able to, to land Deuce Robinson on the second signing day. But it's going to be a tough battle. Deuce Robinson is the get at tight end for 2023. Like I said, 6'6", 210, a premier baseball prospect, just a great athlete. Uh, did a lot of stuff good. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff well. Um, played some receiver, played some inline tight end, did a little bit of everything. I mean, Deuce is a kid. Texas has two kids signed at tight end in this class, but you don't turn down the opportunity to, to potentially bring a Deuce Robinson on. And give Texas credit, even with two guys in and even with seemingly uh, trying to swim against the currents of a Georgia who's becoming a, a de facto tight end factory <laughs> um, and, and USC who had kind of some, some, some local appeal. And then Alabama's throwing their name in the ring, you know, that, that they always like to bring in big time tight ends. And then Oregon might get a visit in the next few weeks. Um, I like that Texas threw their hands. They, 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 they Jeff Banks and, and Sark, they, they dove into that one with, with, with both hands. It's just going to be a tough hill to climb. Uh, I feel like Georgia's probably the school uh, when you see when, when Georgia runs out, you know, Darnell McDonald and, and Blake Bowers, that's just right. fair. Like Washington's the size of LeBron James. He's that big. And so it, it shocked him, too. And he follows the Bulldogs. And so these are big, great kids. And so Deuce fitting is going to if it's Georgia, he's going to be a great fit. Uh, he's just and he's a good kid, too. I'd like to see kind of what he could do in baseball at the next level, but tight ends where he's going to make his money. Tight end is going to be where, you know, he gets the most out of his ability. Give Texas credit. They, they threw their hands at it, but I, I just think it's a long shot right now. I'm with you there. And that's kind of wraps up the Under Armour game. Again, you saw two Texas commits and signees, even uh, two guys who are going to enroll early and Derek Williams and, and uh, Cedric Baxter make game changing plays on that one. So that leads us to <clears throat> the other high school all-star game. Uh, practices are going on this week. Again, you and I will be at the game on Saturday. Uh, I've been at the first two practices. Uh, what is it? Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Give myself a little bit of a break from the drive, the constant drive uh, today on Thursday, but there are a handful of Texas commits there. Uh, signees. I got to have to get used to that. Uh, DeAndre Moore was scheduled to be there. Um, he is not playing in the game. He was not there at practice. However, interestingly enough, his co head coach at John Bosco, uh, Jason Negro, is there. Um, other guys with uh, Texas signatures uh, on national letters of intent in hand for the Longhorns include Anthony Hill, Tosili Akana, Ryan Niblett, 
and Peyton Kirkland. Uh, the first three on the West team, Kirkland, obviously from Florida, on the East team. Uh, gotten to catch up with, with all of them this week. And, of course, I uh, can't forget Target Jelani McDonald from Waco Connolly, also uh, on the West team. So, Did they do it regionally with the team? Because we, we saw Under Armour kind of let those <laughs> pick their spots. Is it more of a regional thing at, 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 Armour, at, at the All-American when it's San Antonio? Yes, they do it east and west, but to balance some positions, I think there's a quarterback from North Carolina on the west team. So okay. they, for the most part, it's east versus west, but they'll they'll pick and choose. Um, again, I, I, we've written about this on Inside Texas. Uh, there's a the, the rules for these games just make it very vanilla. Uh, you got to play a plain four three, um, and you can't blitz. Uh, you know you. They're very protect. They don't want anybody getting injured in these games, uh, so they make it pretty, pretty vanilla. Uh, so we'll start with Tosili Akana, who is someone who's not going to be playing off-ball linebacker like he is uh, this week in the Army All American <laughs> All American Bowl. If you remember a few years ago, Prince Dorba, who played, you know, transferred to Arizona State, obviously, but played defensive end at Highland Park played a defensive end in a three-down system at Highland Park. They made him play off-ball linebacker, too. Well, that's uh, he stood up some a lot of times on third downs. So, uh, Tassili Akana playing a little bit out of position. His play has shown, at least in practices, that he's a little bit out of position. But got to catch up with him the other day. Um, and he's looking forward to playing as a – they call it a designated pass rusher. And he also spoke that there was one a very interesting thing and unique thing that Texas did – throughout his recruitment. Uh, he was from Lehigh Sky Ridge, Lehigh, Utah Sky Ridge, Lee Sky Ridge High School in Lehigh, in Utah, Utah. Utah. But he was originally from uh, Kahuku, Hawaii, same old town as um, uh, LaFowl. And Steve Sarkeesian did one thing that no other head coach did throughout the process, and that was visit Ho Oahu and go visit uh, his mom during the official visit or during the recruiting process. And that's from Akana himself. So uh, what do you think Texas is getting in Akana? He called him, <clears throat> said he's probably going to be playing Jack, but also Jack as a designated pass rusher. Uh, what are you looking forward to seeing out of Akana? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Akana as a kid, I was kind of excited when, when, when we found out he was going to jump in the class, uh, just because if you watch Akana's tape, He's a throwback of sorts. Um, he, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he just he, – he's he's an old-school football player, Joe. He hits. You know, some of these guys are super athletic, and they're fast, and they're quick, and they've got quick twitch, and, and Akana's got some of those attributes. But, man, once he snaps that, that, that chin strap, homeboy changes. And that's what you want in, in a linebacker on the defensive side of the ball. You want a guy that's a little crazy. You want a guy that's going to go a little balls to the wall. I mean, that position kind of requires it. And so Akana's the one I think he's going to add that, 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 
that element of, of, of intensity in practice. He's going to bring hat on a regular basis. The biggest key for Texas is finding the best fit because like you said, he's not necessarily a natural at either one of these positions, so to speak. He just brings attributes that, that, that if you plug and play in what PK does really well, I think you can maximize his ability. And I think that's kind of one of the things that sold him there towards the end, that and one of his best friends growing up uh, playing back there with him. But, uh, you know, Akana, I was, I was, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I was a fan of this kid. I, I was kind of hoping he'd be in the cycle just because I love a kid that just likes to crack ear holes. He just likes to smash helmets. Uh, he's, he's about 30 to 35 car wrecks a game and he loves it. And, and that's, you know, you need a good mixture, Joe, on your team of, of different characters and different guys that bring different qualities. And I think Akana brings a kid that's kind of quiet, kind of reserve, uh, plays really hard, doesn't say much. And, you know, I, I'm old school. I like those cats. I like those guys that just show up, just want to hit you, you know. And, and, and I know these days – with targeting, there's been kind of an emphasis on safety and and, 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 and hitting and defenseless and all that kind of stuff. Akana's a kid that, you know, you kind of have to reel in a little bit because he's probably going to be a, have a walking target here and there. Um, but that's – I'm telling you, when, if you want to be a great defense, you need headhunters and you need guys that are going to go sideline to sideline. His, his best thing is he goes from point A to point B. It's a straight line. And he when he bends the edge and hits the quarterback, it's something the kid doesn't forget. And so, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm excited that Econa's in this class because I, I liked his tape from the start. Um, I was a little, we were a little, you know, in the mid, mid-season, didn't know exactly which direction it was going to go. We knew Texas was really in the mix. Oklahoma made a push. Texas A&M made a push. I think Oregon and, and Utah were, were in his ear as well. But he chose to, to to make Austin his next home, and I I just with him and Liana, I don't think you can have too many of those guys. I think those are great program guys with with leveled expectations. I don't think they're those are two kids that are going to come in that expect to start or expect early playing time or anything. You know what we're going to see if he's making the right impression, he'll be on special teams his first year. And if he's coming down the field in, in, in that maniacal effort, Akana's going to be a fan favorite sooner than later. Looking forward to seeing him. Of course, you got five-star linebacker Anthony Hill. It's a recruitment you know very, very well. He's played pretty well. Um, again, these guys can't blitz. So a lot of coverage tests for uh, Anthony Hill. Um, he's done pretty well there when I've been putting my eyes on him. Uh, but one of the more interesting things about what he told me and what we'll probably get, uh, you know, if you check inside Texas a little bit, Ian Boyd will have something on about him, is that he thinks he's going to play the DeMarvin Overshone position uh, once he gets on campus. You know, he wants to wear number zero. Uh, I know Derek Brown may want to have something to say about that. Uh, but, you know, that's a unique position that, you know, has you doing one thing at one snap, one thing at another snap, but hmm. he's got the talent to be able to do it. I think so. Um, it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, when you're the number one linebacker in the, in, in the on three consensus, you're going to get some, you're going to get a little, you're going to get your flowers, but there's a reason he was. Um, he grew up playing a lot of running back. 
And everyone told his dad, hey, it's going to be a great running back growing up. Now, his dad played linebacker at Emporia State, and his dad was thinking the whole time, um, no, he's going to be a linebacker. He's the, he, he was kind of groomed in that respect. Four-year starter at Denton Ryan, been getting offers since 14, 15 years old. Uh, Texas just, just leveled that recruitment. His commitment was really one of the better stories, I think, in the class. When when half the staff showed up to his front door and and he 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 gave them the big news, um, Anthony Hill is the quintessential program kid. He is a culture fit. He is a kid. Whatever he may lack, he is going to make up with with effort, with with, with busting his ass, and with in the essentially he's he'll he'll fit in. He's not going to be a guy that's going to try to. to to go alpha on people, he's gonna he's gonna fit in, and and, and there's a lot of tie in with him. There's gonna be a lot of familiarity with him. Jatavian Sanders and Austin Jordan, obviously former teammates. There, there's there's that, but Ryan Watts, Xavier Bryce, Savion Red, uh, he's gotten closer to Darren Gallette. Him and those linebackers have started to bond. Him and Samaje and, and and those guys. And so right now, Anthony Hill, you couldn't have put – it would have been tough to put a better cherry on the top of this class. It it would have been tough. Uh, and, and I think the fact that it went to A&M, committed in the summer, Texas was right there. A&M went through, you know, a crash test dummy season, um, you, know, you know, no holds barred, mediocre 101. He saw that. He sensed that. And he made the decision at the end of the day that, that Texas is the spot – and I'm telling you, and I'm only going to say this one more time, there was one key to that recruitment that was very undersold until uh, Inside Texas brought that to the to the forefront two months ago, and that is Mr. Landon Hill, Anthony's little brother. And when I tell you he ran that recruitment, I'm not being facetious. I'm telling you, the man knows what he's doing. A couple nights ago, Anthony was on the phone with some of his teammates they were asking for for Landon. They wanted to talk to him. He gets on there and starts FaceTiming with the team for 20 minutes. Oh, man. It, it, it's one of those things. That's a program fit, Joe. Those are the guys you have to stack class after class if you want to get to a certain level. And I think we're seeing that with Sark and these guys. And give Jeff Choate a ton of credit. Give PK a ton of credit. Chris Gilbert, now the tight ends coach at North Texas, deserves a lot of credit in that one as well. I can't wait to see Anthony play. He's going to play early. He wants to take on that zero, like you said. Uh, he's got some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Hill's been groomed for this his whole life. Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I'll go through two other Texas signees there before we get to the uh, the decisions that we're watching Saturday. going to be on NBC and Peacock. Uh, you got wide receiver Ryan Niblett. Uh, out of uh, Aldine Eisenhower in the Houston area. He's done really well. He's played basically exclusively in the slot uh, over these course of the past few uh, days, and he's done a lot there. He's he, I've seen him catch a few deep balls. Uh, I've seen him kind of be first in drills, um, and I've been able to you know note that he's done a lot of really good stuff. He's looked really um, – in place, not out of place. Uh, you know, he looks like he belongs with this type of competition um, and definitely the type of receiver, again, that Steve Sarkeesian looks for. Has really good speed, 
needs a little bit of refinement on some of the you know finer points of of wide receiver play but i've seen him run some like in breaking routes and then boom cut outside uh work against his defender and make some really nice plays and uh, also just go up and be able to catch high point the ball pretty well at his you know 510 511 so he's looked good there um only caught one little bit of east practice uh peyton kirkland out of orlando florida uh dr phillips high school playing a lot of left guard this week um of course you know a lot of these players play tackle uh, for their high school, but they get to this Army Bowl, All-American Bowl with so many different talented players. Um, but he played, he told me he's played guard, center, tackle all throughout the year for his team. And uh, that, you know, that, that this, it's no real, you know, uncomfortable thing. I, I saw him in one-on-ones, um, a lot of just holding firm. Uh, you know, when you're as big as he is, 6'6", 350, something like that, you're going to have some struggles with some speed, but he there were, during some inside run drills, he looked pretty darn good and was able to clear some holes. So uh, definitely some talented guys. Look for him. He'll be number 71 on the East team. Ryan Niblett is 15 on West. Tassilia Kana is 10 on West. Um, Anthony Hill is 6 on West. And now let's get to the I was trying to give you the numbers. <laughs> now, now, the decisions. Uh, first one is a guy playing in the game, Waco Connolly, Jelani McDonald, number eight on West. Uh, probably a linebacker for Texas at the next level. Uh, you know, a guy who could probably play a lot of different positions. He's playing corner this week, and he's looked pretty <laughs> good at corner. That shows you his, his athletic versatility and what he's able to do on the football field. Uh, Justin, you went and saw him last week. Uh, decision coming down to, I think, TCU, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Where do you think the Longhorns stand with this one? Okay, if my smile is too big, it's not plastic surgery. It's not Botox. It's because Jelani McDonald is one of my favorites in this class. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go see him uh, late summer uh, to kind of check in on Connolly. And and I went there, full disclosure, to to get a good beat on on Kobe Black, one of the top corners in, in the 2024 cycle and Texas is in on. And I kept seeing this kid named Jelani McDonald, which he wasn't an unknown in recruiting. He was committed to Oklahoma State at the time. He had a handful of offers, but not too much. I think once he he committed to the Pokes, some other schools kind of backed off. Um, And then you start watching tape and and on three had re-ranked their athletes. And at one point he was the number three in the country. So we thought, well, we need to investigate this kid a little bit more. A lot of interaction, went and saw a game. I got to know some of the coaches there, some of his teammates. Jelani was the alpha dog on a team with some really good talent. Kobe Black, Kiefer Sibley, uh, you know, they've got some guys out there. They got some real guys, and Jelani was the best. And what I loved was I watched him play quarterback, and I thought, he's good enough to play quarterback in college. To what level, I'm not sure, but he could spin the pig and (laughs) – he didn't make mistakes. He was real smart with his decisions. And, and he had that, that, dur- that dual threat ability as well. Then I was talking to the coach later after practice, and he said, yeah, we're going to line him up at corner this week. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. He's 6'3", 205 pounds. He's going to play corner? His coach said, yeah, and he's going to do really well. And he did. And, and talking to Jelani later on, he loves that opportunity to, like, play in different spots. He's like that really good baseball player that just shows up and, hey, the second baseman didn't, didn't wasn't at practice. Go play second. Hey, the catcher's sick. He didn't make it. Oh, go put on your gear. That's Jelani McDonald. He's kind of a do-it-all guy. And then I went and watched him play basketball uh, last week. And, buddy, the athleticism box is checked. Uh, one dunk in particular – uh, shook the structure at Chisholm Trail in the gymnasium. Uh, it, it, it definitely made an impression on my six-year-old son who thought the rim was going to come down. Uh, and he couldn't be a nicer kid. He couldn't be a more humble, more competitive. Just keeps his mouth shut, shows up and plays football. I love that he played corner. And I love that he did it effectively against some pretty dang good receivers in those practice situations, settings. I don't know what he's going to play per se in the game. If it's going to be some corners, some safety, some linebacker, he's got the versatility. So I know those coaches are thinking, okay, we can, we can, we can find a few spots for this guy, but uh, yeah, he's announcing on Saturday, you know, he's already signed with someone that, 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 that remains under wraps that will become public on Saturday uh, we're excited to be there to see him to, to make that decision. I, I've been fortunate enough to kind of build a relationship with him over the last six months and just just a really good kid, fun to be around. Um, that'd be a get, especially in this class where you're not looking for guys that have to make immediate impacts. Jelani's not that guy. He's a guy you plug into a, a college program and you see where he fits best. And I think he's open-minded. He's not in, in that mindset where – you know, I have, I want to play this spot. I want to play offense or I want to play defense per se. And he didn't do that. He's like, where do you need me? And I'm telling you, that's another example. I said, we've said that what three times now about some of these kids. That's another example of culture fit. Get a kid that wants to come in work, compete, not gripe about playing time, not sniff the portal when things go wrong, when adversity smacks their butt for the first time. He's not that type. And I think that if Texas is able to snag this kid, they're taking him from a team that's playing in the national championship on Monday. And they're taking him from a team in Oklahoma state who he's committed to for, I believe five or six months uh, before his decommitment. And so McDonald's, uh, he's one I like to follow. I know you enjoyed watching him. Uh, He's a fun kid to talk to. And I think he's really enjoyed the process, but I also think he's ready to go to work. Last decision that we're watching. I'll go on this one before we get out of here. 2024, a guy from next year's class, Peyton Woodyard uh, from St. John Bosco, also out in California. He had a top 12, or excuse me, a top seven of Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oregon, and USC. No Texas? Texas was not in it, but they have worked their way back into this recruitment big time. Um, He's ready to make his decision on – Saturday, uh, every now and then, this All-American Bowl has some underclassmen that they let decide. And uh, on threes, Chad Simmons has some quotes from Woodyard, said, I've done a lot of praying with my family. I feel confident I've found the best fit for me. Doesn't name where it's going, obviously, because he's announcing, but he said it came down to the perfect fit all around, the city, the academics, the coaches. It just all makes sense. So uh, that's it. I like like there's some breadcrumbs there, or maybe I'm missing 
So Woodyard is the uh, number 34 overall player uh, in the on three consensus, number two safety and number two player in California. Uh, and it just to me shows Steve Sarkeesian has a dedication to going and mining some West Coast talent. It's a place he's got a lot of different connections with. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm almost certain that uh, his son, Brady, who's a walk on at Texas or will be one next year. I think he played at Bosco. I think he transferred out at a certain point. So, you know, either way from his time at Washington, all his years at USC, even at Alabama, they recruited Bosco. Uh, he's continuing to do that. Um, I think they won the mythical national championship. Yeah. Max, Max preps said that they did. So this is a player that of course you can see all the different uh, programs around the country want him, but uh, Chad Simmons, the way he put it is Texas has worked hard to stay in this race too. Uh, so that's another one we'll be watching, and uh, we'll see what they say on NBC on Saturday. That sounds a lot like what we've been writing about Woodard the last few weeks at InsideTexas.com. So if you haven't come to see us, come join us. We've got a special going on right now. You, you, for $29.95, you can come hang out with us until the end of, uh, of the summer. And, and the truth is, what you'll learn is you'll want to hang out with us more. We're just that fun. We're that good. We're that, you know, we're that cool. Or at least I wish I was. Look, Peyton Woodard, this is my takeaway. A top seven that has no Texas. So how does Texas have a shot? Well, here's your key. Take those top schools list with a grain of salt because things change quickly. And sometimes you don't always see it on the surface, but sometimes there's things going on underneath that, uh, that, that, that make the recruitment actually happen. And I'll tell you this, if Texas is able to snag Peyton Woodard, that's your alpha safety right there. That's your guy. That's your Derek Williams from the last class. That's a guy that comes in and plays early. You know, if you're looking for someone for uh, Jaron Thompson insurance, Peyton Woodard, he's the guy to call. He'll get you a good deal. Absolutely. That's about all the time we have. As Justin said, $29.99 to get you all the way till August 31st on Inside Texas. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson, and for Justin Wells, I'm Joe Cook. We will see you next week on On Texas Football.